We're now joined by Rob Carr, who is with the Illinois Retail Merchants Association. I don't. I thought we were doing uh, a Todd Mice's win. Uh, this is Rob right now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we got so many guests today. I know, exactly. Yeah, we can't keep everybody straight. <laughs> I was telling you off air when I was like, I think we need to ask uh, Todd Meisch about this, that, and the other. Yeah, no, right we're talking with Rob Carr. Yeah, this exactly. Morning. Yeah, Rob oh, Carr right now. Yeah, and I'm the exactly. one who scheduled this interview. <laughs> for crying out loud. I can't even keep it straight. Good morning, right Rob. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Sounds like you're having a little bit of difficulty this morning. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, exactly. More well, coffee. Bright and early, yeah, right? I'll right, right. get right to it. Uh, Rob Carr with the uh, Illinois Retail Merchants Association. Um, we've got this issue coming up Tuesday, uh, which is really, I think, going to be quite contentious from what I'm hearing with members of uh, the Joint Commission on Administrative Rules. Uh, and uh, it's this issue of new mandates that the governor wants to put into the rules uh, concerning uh, face coverings and concerning social distancing. Uh, we had yesterday the governor lay out um, a bunch of different uh, health associations that support the mandates. Uh, the Friday, he had uh, a Chicago area restaurant group uh, support the mandate. Uh, and a variety of different doctors talking about the importance of this. Uh, where's the Illinois Retail Merchants Association on this proposed rule that's going to be up for JCAR um, uh, review uh, Tuesday? Well, we're opposed to the rule as it stands now. The, the problem is, and, and I think it's very unfortunate because truth is becoming the victim in the attempt to justify the rule, uh, no one is questioning the value of masks, least of all our group. I mean, we're the only statewide group that ran has supported masks from the beginning. We ran a two-week radio campaign in support of masks. Even the state hasn't taken that step to educate consumers about the value of wearing masks. So setting this up as somehow we're opposing masks is, is truly uh, kind of below the belt and, and, uh, and just simply not being truthful with the, with the people. What, what is at issue is whether we have the power to enforce. We can't physically restrain anyone. Um, we can't grab you and take you out of the store. Uh, if anyone walks in and says, well, I have a medical condition, we can't follow up and ask for proof. There's nothing we can do, yet businesses, our members, are going to be fined if someone isn't wearing a mask. It's just simply a misplaced priorities. Just ridiculous is what it is. I mean, why, why are we putting this on businesses and not the individual per se? Well, that's a great question because, as we've all seen for months, Public officials, including the governor, have complained about individuals. And what are we waking up to this morning? We're waking up to pictures from Mayor Lightfoot about people gathering in parks, clearly not social distancing. We're waking up to a yet another round of looting against retailers in the core of the city of Chicago, and people are clearly not social distancing. Under this rule, none of those people can be individually punished because the rule does, says not only is the business punished, it says you can't punish individuals. So the same people that they've been complaining about for months being the source of the problem, they're now saying they're not going to enforce against. I've also uh, had local businesses here in Springfield, Rob, uh, talk about uh, you know the problems they may encounter with people not following the rules um, when they're doing outdoor events, like outdoor seating, or if they take over the street, for instance, and and have the business uh, get a get a permit to operate their business within that area. Um, you know, businesses have raised concerns just about that exactly. Uh, they can't necessarily enforce these types of things. We're talking with Rob Carr with the Illinois Retail Merchants Association about uh, JCAR coming up. Uh, it's the Joint Commission on Administrative Rules. They're set to uh, review the governor's proposed rules for mask requirements and for social distancing. 
Uh, Rob, you'd mentioned the the campaign that retailers put out there, uh, and retailers are everybody from shoe shops to to grocery stores, and even you guys represent some uh, small restaurants as well. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, I guess tell me about the initial thinking here, because it was retail workers at the grocery store uh, that were on the front lines of this, and and the first people that I saw that were wearing masks. That's right, and and I think what's lost in this thing is we're still now starting to believe that all of the social distancing techniques that came about came about because of government. That itself is not true. Retail modeled and tested many of those things that government ultimately adopted, including things, for example, that we tested and found out weren't working that they're still using, such as one-way aisles. But we have been at the forefront of this from the beginning. We have been partners at this from the beginning, which makes this even more disappointing. There hasn't been one Love, uh, attempt to communicate on this uh, at, at all. Uh, it is simply an attempt to look like they're doing something and demonizing businesses to do it because businesses don't vote. And it's really misplaced. If they want to partner and, and truly help control this pandemic, they will be focusing it on individuals who are not wearing masks. Rob Carr, Illinois Retail Merchants Association. Uh, Jay Carr is set to take up something else as well uh, that I've been following and that deals with some of the uh, funds that the federal government freed up, gosh, what, like back in late March. Um, You were with the Illinois uh, Municipal League um, last month, I believe, uh, talking about um, this particular issue and uh, about $150 million, I believe, that is supposed to be from the feds to go to local governments to help local governments give out uh, grants to businesses that were impacted by this. Um, Where's the lay of the land on this and what's it look like uh, coming out of JCAR? Well, the Municipal League will have a better read on where the lay of the land is. Obviously, I've been consumed, while we are supportive of the Municipal League uh, in their efforts, I've been very much consumed with this uh, this uh, misguided uh, mask enforcement rule. Uh, but the, the bottom line is, while the state has done some good things to help really, really small businesses, and we're appreciative of that, the federal government also made it very clear that they wanted local governments uh, to be able to help uh, the, the businesses in, in their jurisdictions because they're closer to it. They know exactly uh, who need who who needs uh, some help uh, and what they need. Um, and I think um, what the state has proposed uh, is not uh, does not line up with what the federal government uh, desired. And uh, so we're supporting the municipal league to ensure that uh, those monies can indeed find them find their ways uh, directly to um, uh, the businesses in their in their jurisdictions. So there's a couple of issues coming up with JCAR. Uh, but back to the masks. Uh, what kind of conversations? What's the sentiments? Do you think that uh, the governor's rules are, are going to make it through JCAR? Uh, you know, uh, we'll see. It's always JCAR is always close because you've got 12 members. Uh, evenly split between Republican and Democrat, and um, you know you've got to get in order to stop a rule, you've got to get eight of the twelve to vote to stop the rule. So the, the field is the, the playing field is definitely tilted against anyone trying to stop a rule. Um, then you overlay the the way this is being uh, mis. Uh, positioned in a very deceptive way that somehow it's anti-mask versus pro-mask, which is simply not the case. Uh, and then you have a question of whether the government actually has the authority to rewrite statute, which they don't. Um, so it's a very complicated uh, 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 debate that's taking place, uh, and we'll see how the um, how the uh, members of JCAR lay out. You know, we've we've been in discussions throughout the weekend. There have been some changes made to it, but even those changes raise additional questions. Um, and so, uh, you know, it just remains to be seen. Should lawmakers be called back for a special session? 
you know, that I, I'll leave that to, to, to those who uh, are closer to it. And, you know, there's a lot of other things that go into a special session. And um, uh, we, we our organization would not opine on that. Rob Carr's with us from the Illinois Retail Merchants Association on News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY. Rob, let's ask a little bit about the retailers in Illinois. A lot of them had to be shut down for a long time. What's the pulse right now, the retail community, and uh, are we are, are we in kind of a panic mode as far as getting them rolling, or are some doing good or whatever? What's the overall view? Well, I don't know that it's a panic mode. Um, you know, some uh, some are doing all right. I mean, people like to look at grocery stores and say, man, they're just killing it. And what they forget is uh, how expensive all of the changes they had to go through uh, were and are. Um, For example, delivery is a hideously expensive uh, function. Curbside is a hideously expensive function. Um, They undertook it. They continue to undertake it. And so while their sales are up, uh, their costs are up as well. But then there are many others, as you noted, who were just closed outright. They're struggling to hold on. You know, we have restaurants, others. That we, we have significant restaurant membership. They're, you know, at small occupancy. You need to be at 80% occupancy to have a real chance. So all of the measures that are in place right now for other retailers uh, are buying time. At some point, we've got to get back to a, a more normal operation uh, or we're going to lose a lot more. Uh, but, you know, retailers, the one thing we're, have, we're privileged, I'm privileged in, is retailers are uh, tend to be inherently optimistic folks. Uh, they're entrepreneurs. Um, they like to see the sunshine coming up, and that, that's how they view it. So uh, they're going to do the best they can. But um, we've really got to figure out how to keep the retail industry strong because we are the second largest revenue generator for the state and we're the first for local government. So as goes retail, so goes government and government services. Rob, over the weekend, um, President Donald Trump signed uh, four executive orders. One deals with the payroll tax. Um, How does that impact employers and their employees? Well, uh, to be fair, Greg, I haven't had the time to analyze that uh, yet. We've been so consumed with the uh, mass discussions. So, uh, unfortunately, that's one I'm just going to have to take a pass on at the moment. Understood. All right. Well, we'll uh, definitely keep a close eye on JCAR. It's uh, one of those bodies that... You know, people don't necessarily know too much about until we get these types of issues that pop up. That's exactly right. Uh, they serve an important function, though, and they're generally you know, a good group of people. And uh, we'll uh, we'll definitely get your reaction uh, as to whatever the outcome is as well. Okay. Uh, Rob Carr, Illinois Retail Merchants Association, greatly appreciate your time this morning. Always a pleasure to be with you. Take care.